Alma Pictures and Baker Street Media present Second Z's Cubed with your hosts Ayla Hadi, Allison Weaver, and Johnny Pinea. Second Z's Cubed is a technical podcast dedicated to critiquing and celebrating performing arts and inspiring the next generation of creatives. I think as you develop or change as a person, you you learn what you like and what you don't like. And there's some art galleries I've been to. I'm like, really? Really? What are you doing? Like, what are you saying? <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, huh? Okay. You really have yeah. and you so we're really good at pitching that thing. Good job. But like <laughs> Like yeah, some some art spaces in New York. Um, mm-hmm. It'll. I'll, you know, I, sometimes I'm just left speechless. I'm like, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't yeah. mean that necessarily in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. And I'm like, wait, wait. <laughs> How did they pay that much money for that? You really had a a really good sales pitch. <laughs> I I wonder if there's a gallery somewhere that will pay a pretty mint for a toddler's work of art and just market it as I don't know some the deconstruction of the human psyche or something like that. I wonder how much that would bring in at a Listen, super you pretentious. Can try. <laughs> just that one toddler's work in a like on a canvas and be like. This is the development of humanity. Something like fancy pants. You get someone to pitch it. I'm sure somebody would buy. Anybody want to collaborate with us on this project? It could bring us a pretty mint. So, so basically, um, one thing, one thing I was thinking about is that, like. You know when when you when you when you see art, it's not just a physical experience. Just like we were talking about with performing arts, right? You get into mm-hmm. someone's head, and you get into their heart in some way. So yeah, like when we were seeing this different street arts and stuff, you could kind of feel the mode or the mood or the emotion and the feeling that somebody had about those people, about those those other subjects of their art. And and one thing that I noticed was a theme, to me anyway, was definitely hope in the middle of oh. this, this whole, like, ever-changing environment, which is Mumbai. There's, like, this hope that the murals bring, yeah. like, hope and memory. And I think, um, for me at least, that's just a, wow, it's a grace. It's a it's yeah. a beautiful a beautiful a beautiful gift to that city and it's a beautiful gift to to us all to see art that is bringing life and bringing beauty back to a place or or inspiring a place and sometimes art can be so dark and yeah and drag you down you know <laughs> to a yeah place. but I like when art makes you think. Or lifts you up to a place. That makes sense. Yeah. I think people mistake art that it has to be this dreary, existentialist. Like Hamlet. Conflict. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's not real art if it isn't dark. But um, I I find myself gravitating towards art that has that vein of... Mm. um, hopefulness that that runs through it and i love how you pointed that out within the artwork that was showcased in the video because it's true and i think that was part of the reason why i gravitated towards it so much Mm. even if the artwork isn't you know necessarily featuring super cheerful people but um hopefulness (laughs) positivity 
<laughs> it's not like some cheap folks it isn't some cheesy uh <laughs> 1950s hollywood um musical type of hopefulness that we're talking about positivity yeah it's not gene kelly although i love me some gene kelly yes i love me some gene kelly um buster keaton but (laughs) sorry what buster keaton and gene kelly oh yeah oh my gosh uh yes you're so right um i think that it is rooted in um positivity and you know just this hopeful atmosphere and i think it also goes down to the ethos and mission of these uh, of the artists that were showcased in the video because like we said before they are really rooted in community work um it is difficult to center and root your work around community if you do not have that sense of optimism in the first place right um so yeah so for instance um they manage these like massive whatsapp communities and it's not just in mumbai it's like in other cities too and it's all about sharing resources between for instance like the newer artists and the more established artists if they need like interns or help on a project they'll reach out through these whatsapp communities um and then they have that wonderful art village and it's like a Mm -hmm. place for anybody to come paint so it's hard i think when you have that community value to just have a place that wallows in this contrived pessimism difficult to have that because it is rooted in earnestness that's Mm. at least what i have gathered from from their uh website and from this video um and that that type of stuff is always going to be my jam. I always prefer people who, um, when I say are rooted in optimism and not pessimism, I don't mean people who are anxious or see the world um, as a multi-layered uh, existence. I mean people who are just so needlessly edgy about how horrible everything is um you know those people are kind of more like energy leechers mm-hmm. and it sometimes can be so pretentious um so i will who are earnest and honest with their work and being honest in your work um also goes into the territory of not just sharing the sadness and tragedies that come across you in life but also you know the opposite end of the spectrum it's a holistic approach yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's definitely like something that involves the whole community if you want it to work and it also involves the whole process and the whole people coming together to make it happen mm-hmm. and interest especially from the you know, either the government or arts people or whoever coming into it to sponsor and provide the resource. Yeah. Which I think I think they've also like teamed up with corporations and stuff. So the the work Mm -hmm. is definitely reaching out. Yeah, it's 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 definitely getting such a big big love now. It's interesting how mm-hmm. things like graffiti, who which was usually before it was kind of like vandalism. Now it's yeah. an art form. Yeah. I'm so glad that it's also opened up people's perspectives on what art is mm-hmm. or what art can be. Mm. Let me see. Do I have this thing? If I do, I'm going to show you a reel that one of my interns made that was graffiti art. Ooh. Maybe I have it. Let's see. I look forward to it. Uh, I hope I have it somewhere here because um, anyway, they made a really fun little reel. I don't remember if I saved it, but they actually had a graffiti day at, uh, at their school. And, uh, 
it was actually really cute. And uh, a lot of people got to do graffiti and graffiti art. And they did a little, just a little thing. And yeah, it was, it was super cute, super duper cute. But I don't know if I still have it on here. If I do find it, I'll, I'll send it to you. But um, it was like super cool. Cause even like little three-year-olds were like trying out wall art. And they had shut they the had, front like, door. Canvases. They had like canvases instead of the wall because they didn't want them to to do it on the wall itself. So yeah, they just had canvases, and it was like super dope, super dope. And uh, even oh my like, gosh, I'll tell you this. Even so, there's these like people that have like these um kind of like tricycle, like you know, trike motor trikes, but like. You know, yeah, like, and they're like, "Hey, paint my truck!" <laughs> so they like paint their truck. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I can't handle the cuteness right now. Oh, it physically was so, cannot restrain myself. It was adorable. So. <laughs> oh <was> no! <laughs> oh my goodness. So anyway, oh, I, yes, if please. If you find that real, do send it over. Yeah. Uh, so like I always think of like people, like there are many, many people who get into things like that from a young age. And uh they yeah. they don't really um they don't I guess they don't really always realize the I guess the impact of it, if that makes sense at first. But, mm-hmm. but then they kind of gradually, you know, they gradually get into it more, if that makes sense. It just takes time. Well, yeah, it's like a seed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a yeah, tree yet. A, seed. Yeah. It's not, a, it's not a sapling. It's a seed. And it, that seed just needs time and love and nutrients and water to truly flourish mm-hmm. yeah. so, oh i'm just i'm that. sorry i'm still getting over the three-year-olds making art they were adorable i hope i can this play. is the type of content we all need <laughs> <laughs> you need cute little three-year-olds and little little and young people making art <laughs> yes 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 that's what it's all about, honestly. Yes. <laughs> Art is meant to be shared. I don't think it was ever meant to be a solitary activity in the sense of, you know, how people enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I think in the sense of creating it, it can be a very solitary experience, but yeah. But as far as the sharing, it should be community based. Definitely. Wait, could you repeat that? I said the creation of the art can be individual, but the sharing is definitely yeah. community. Oh, yeah, 100%. That's what I art thought. Um, for the people. Yeah. And like you know, people stumble on art in all stages of life so we were talking about the cute three-year-olds but there are people who stumble upon it in a much later age like the bollywood art project um guy his name is ranjit he yeah. started off whitewashing walls and then sort of stumbled into the mural scene it's so great isn't it <laughs> i love it it's a good story yeah it so like it's never too sense. late folks Mm-hmm. It's never too late to make a difference with yourself and do something creative, which I think is a good place we can transition to the next phase. So what's the what's the news for this time? Uh, so for today, we are venturing into the written world um, where nice. we already kind of touched upon it earlier. I wanted to talk about the renowned fantasy writer Brandon Sanderson. Uh-huh. Full disclosure. Uh-huh. Here we go. Yeah. 
talk about him. <laughs> Full disclosure, I have yet to read his books, but they are very much high on my TBR list. So just putting that out into the universe. I don't I don't want anybody coming after me. <laughs> uh, but I found him. Yeah, um, his fans are very loyal and devoted, um, and I totally get it, even though I haven't read any of his books, but I've been familiar with him for quite some time. Um, and he is actually another person who I believe roots his work in community, um, which is kind of weird to con uh, conceptualize that. Um, but my first time that I ran, ran across him was through his writing lectures. He is all about giving tools to new writers or writers who um, need help writing a full book because that is a challenge, folks. It is a challenge. I cannot state how much of a challenge that is. Um, so he has built himself a reputation within the new writing community not so much like the published author community but um the aspiring writer community because he provides so many free resources he's a professor at brigham young university so not only is he this massively prolific writer but he's also um a creative writing professor there and um he really wanted to overcome kind of uh, barriers to people who are wanting to pursue that love and art of writing. So throughout his semester, um, he recorded all of his lectures and got them edited and posted on YouTube for everyone to I enjoy and peruse. That's awesome. And yeah. Yeah. And he has a podcast with other writers called Writing Excuses. And for even one season, they formatted that whole season so that in theory, it's as if you're attending a creative writing workshop class. You, they give you like prompts every week and they're like, okay, wow. did you finish this in your writing? Yes. So the, again, they are trying to democratize the process because there can be a lot of barriers to people who are wanting to pursue writing, right? Um, if you don't yeah. have access to university classes, you don't have the funds, um, those can be real big challenging barriers. And I think from the start, even though he never outright said, I am rooted in community, it shows in his work. Yeah. Just that's yeah. how I first came across him. Um, but he has been creating a buzz recently and it's because of his disruptance of the publishing industry. Um, In what sense? Because <laughs> the publishing <laughs> industry is disrupted anyway for every other reason. Uh, so he had some criticisms of the publishing industry. And even though he you know, sings the praises of his publishers of his Mistborn series. Oh, and for folks who don't know, he also finished writing the Wheel of Time series after the author passed away, thing. sadly. I could not get through that thing. You, could, you no. couldn't get through it. I, again, I, I haven't read the books, but <laughs> just giving the information to to everyone. So I'm there, there have been some criticisms. Stuff, because I just couldn't get yeah. through it. It wasn't my thing. Um. My brother's a big fan. He he loves his his books. Uh, but there there have been people who have been sharing their criticisms of the United States publishing industry for quite some time. Um, and he, I guess, was the first one, like author to kind of he this wildly successful kickstarter campaign um and it broke like massive records he raised 41 million dollars and the concept of it is basically he is going to be publishing his books using that kickstarter campaign 
Um, and for people who donated to that Kickstarter, they would receive like secret projects and merch and things like that. And he's completely bypassing the traditional uh, publishers. And so when that first came about, it really raised big waves within the industry because it's never been done before. Wow. And even now, yeah, even he, there was a, this really great article in Esquire magazine, a feature done on him. And even he's to this day now still doesn't know exactly how it's all going to turn out, what the ripple effects are. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, yeah, he is in a, in essence, self publishing his books and that's hard to do Amazon. though like you have to have a really good yeah it's all like in-house like he has a warehouse um and they fulfill the orders he didn't want to do it through amazon so he actually has his own warehouse his own in-house publishing company it's all done um in like this big building complex underground actually in uh utah and um yeah so that the when that whole kickstarter campaign happened it was like i said creating like such a big buzz because that amount of money has been unheard of before um and he basically wanted to give a choice to the readers. So with publishers in traditional publishing circles, you don't get that many choices, right? You have to buy the ebook separately, you buy the hard book separately. And then months later, if you get a successful run of your book, you get a paperback edition. So what he's trying to do, Brandon Sanderson, is trying to offer choice to the readers right and do like more bundle packages so if you purchase you can do a package of a regular hardback um along with the ebook he you can do a more luxe hardback edition um you could do a regular paperback so he really wants to provide choices to the readers readers have first of all different (laughs) abilities to pay and support and back their writers um and he really just wants at least his mission he wants to cut through some of the what could be perceived money grubby (laughs) practices in the industry yeah um and he this okay so remember how a couple episodes back we covered the song non-stop from yeah. hamilton mm-hmm. reading about this man took me back to that he has such hamilton energy in the sense that this man does not stop okay he writes two books <laughs> he writes uh, two books a year um he has two podcasts he's a professor like just insane insane amount of projects and his wife is a COO, COO of his company so basically yeah, comes in with these big ideas and she has to sort of pare it down so that's how this- it happens that's yeah. how it happens because she that's how that works if he had to control his yeah poor thing wouldn't have time yeah, yeah. it's uh it the man just has so much energy and so much excitement and zeal. I think also he's very earnest. And again, that's a quality that I mentioned earlier that I enjoy in people just when they're honest and earnest uh, with with their uh, motivations. Uh, so <laughs> the company that he started has 64 people now. That's That's a massive number and he's just constant yeah (coughs) it's a it's a big number and he's even going off after the audiobook industry model um Mm -hmm. he talked so he's getting about kind of everything on it yeah like he he talked about kind of how spotify and um amazon's margins of how much money they give to the authors or even like basically nothing (laughs) yeah it's like pennies yeah Mm -hmm. he's (laughs) so he he 
is taking the opportunity to really speak up about these issues because he is a wildly successful author. Um, so he is using his voice to help prop up the voices of smaller artists who are getting taken advantage of uh, by these big corporations. And I think all of these um, factors have really contributed to that massive fan base, right? The, the one that I was talking about earlier, uh, mm -hmm. because again, he is rooting his work in community, right? Right. It's not so much about me, me, me. I want whatever is best for me. Forget about everyone else. Um, you know, you could make arguments over whether his approach is effective or not, but the motivations for his work and for wanting to create waves within the publishing industry is the same, though. Um, it's, it's about wanting to create a better environment and a more equitable uh, uh to these artists and writers uh because it's been a topic that's been discussed for a long while and there hasn't really been a solution that has come up um so that i think is my jumping off point for the topic this week i'm curious to hear your thoughts um and you know your background industry? knowledge of brandon sanderson yeah publishing industry and everything that's been going on with brandon sanderson and his kickstarter campaign and his four secret books that he's publishing through that kickstarter campaign i think he's <laughs> like next level person he's like yeah he's like endlessly endlessly going endlessly dreaming endlessly doing and i think um from my perspective that's that's really admirable honestly like the fact that he he's he's taking his mission his mission for now as i told you before i only read his wheel of time stuff and i couldn't get yeah. through it unfortunately i just struggled that's because mm -hmm. it wasn't really my thing like he's yeah he writes he writes very well like excellently oh i found the video i want yeah yes i found the video i want oh <laughs> yeah. yeah but i'll victory first i'm just without this so okay brandon Sanderson is somebody who is like he's he's a very good writer he's a genius and he can mm -hmm. think of worlds and places and ideas and things like this and I think people have to sit up and respect him because he is a professor. He is a really great writer. He is doing so much for the community, just like going back to what we said about community. And I, I know that it's not like something where it's the easiest thing in the world, right? To, well, to uh, basically to do, you know what I mean? Like, it's not the easiest thing in the yeah. world to be on this stage with this platform. And as far as the publishing industry goes, I don't have tons to say about it, except for the fact that I'm, <laughs> we're working on something in that area. Um, but I find this very stale right now. And so it's really great that people like him are coming in, like shaking everybody's way of thinking up. Does that make sense? So that's, there's something that I, that I can appreciate, that I can, um, that I'm thankful yeah. for, I guess you could say too, because it's, it's like, yeah. um, it's like when you, when you really, when you really think about it, like publishing, just like any industry is going to flip the way that we've done it before. It's not going to work all the time. So it's, it's about yeah. time for somebody to be like, listen, these are ways you can do it without spending a lot of money on the middle person. So. I can appreciate people like that. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, from what the Esquire uh, feature said about him, because they went and visited headquarters and, you know, observed everyone. Um, it seems that the people who are employed there are really happy about being there. Um, because, again, yeah. he really wanted to make sure that his employees had good conditions and you know a happy work 
place. And I think that's also another testament to who he is as a person. Yeah. It's like, it's so cool because he's, he is really sensitive about like meeting people where they're at. And I think even just hit the way he writes, the way he describes things, the way he describes people, places, the way he takes people into the story gradually gives them mm-hmm. sensory details. If, you really should read something from him. I couldn't get through it because like there was some themes and stuff. I was just like, I'm not into this right now, but that was more of a stylistic choice. You understand? And a preferential choice. Is this writing good or not choice? If that makes sense. Oh yeah. I started Miss Bourne, Miss Bourne, Miss Bourne a while back. Um, They'll gel with me more. Yeah, you should try out Mistborn. I hear it's like a crowd pleaser, so maybe that uh, might be up your field. But you see, that's the problem. I, I'm not the crowd. So let's... <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem. Well... So <laughs> I don't, I don't do know. I mean... Books. I think I read the first 30 pages and I remember liking it. I didn't really delve that deep into it yet. I got distracted, so I didn't, you know, continue on. But I remember liking what I had read so far. And from what I understand, his world building and his magic systems are uh, pretty well done. That's what I have heard from other people. Yeah, I definitely think he does develop a really good word really good world really yeah. good world <laughs> english <laughs> okay so if anybody from the audience is interested in writing or wanting to develop their craft i would recommend you check out his lecture series on youtube it's all there um one day he even missed a class and had the author brandon mole author of fable haven series sub in which i was like my mind was blown i'm like what are you doing here so yeah check out his series on <laughs> youtube <great>. check out <laughs> his <laughs> check out his podcast writing excuses it's like a wealth of knowledge and resources for people wanting to get started yes do and now i will share you this video i mean you can't get it where you are in the world but you can get it where i'm in the world so i'm going to share it to you exclusively here so, okay so you can see it so support k support k a8 k882s that is the artist k882s i'm not sure if she's on youtube or not but she is one of my very former interns and now i'm going to go to in art school and uh she's oh taking her God. year off before art school and so that is it. and if that i is... if i can i'll Amazing. share this uh another way with the people but uh yeah there's the exclusive exclusive we're taking you into the underground scene folks what did you think she so she directed I... it and she was the one that said get the camera away from me <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to comment. I love the production of the video. It was so well done. Yeah, she directed it and she and the other guys thought of that idea. Um and then they got permission to do it. Just read up. That was excellent work. You should if you're still in contact with her, tell her that she did a lovely job. I will. She's having a gap year right now before she moves to New York. I'm pretty sure she's going to New York. Last time I heard. Oh my god! What an exciting transition. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, be a big change. I know. <laughs> a really big difference, y'all. Oh my god! <laughs> like it would be a big change for me, and I'm, you know, down south. It's not that big of a distance. <laughs> yeah. So I was really proud of her and the and the people in the my video interns who did that that video they did so well um but that you know what i'm so glad that you're talking about this because this actually kind of transitions to the questions all right ask me the the question that i had (laughs) and it's a topic that we have discussed before Mm -hmm. but i thought it would be great to give the opportunity to have that discussion out in the open for all of our listeners and it's about how 
you are powered by community. How do you keep the community, um, you know, centered in your work? And how does that play into your career? Oh, that's good. So let me see. So firstly, I'd say that for me, community is everything in art. Like I said before, it's Mm -hmm. really important to me that the message of the art goes to the right people. Like we had talked about the other episode about marketing. Um, But more than that, that someone leaves with um, something more, something more. I find that I follow the, the mindset that if it's that the quality is the bottom line, quality is the bottom line. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. the experience is what you add on top. So yeah. for me, the way I do this, I think depends on the work, but um, let's just take a live show that's coming up here in April. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm do this is the plug people. <laughs> little sounds, little sounds in all my pictures are produced in the listening sessions again in Mumbai. It will be back. So stay tuned. <gasps> Going to have our uh, listening sessions show is coming right up. So stay tuned in our Insta and other places for more. You heard it first here. Anyway, so let's just say that we're doing a show that's a live show that's a uh, intimate show, kind of like listening sessions. The listening sessions usually mm-hmm. will happen in a really cool venue that's like kind of chill, or it will happen in homes and be kind of like salon situation. And this one that we're doing mm-hmm. very shortly is going to be in um, a really fun venue that's owned by a friend. And um we basically get indie artists and they will perform really intimate sets for people. And uh-huh. it's just a phenomenon that really took off in Mumbai. Uh, my co-producer was the one who started the, this idea, Ramal Diaz, shout out to him. And um, also it kind of took off like, fire before the pandemic they did it for several years and of course the pandemic shut it down and now it's coming back after being away yay yeah anyway so excited (laughs) and basically the that y'all can't see it but i was just doing my happy dance but basically it's great (laughs) because um because it creates a really warm comfortable environment for people to um to read mm-hmm. to meet together to enjoy music and it's pay what you will so it's not a typical concert oh. so we get different different great artists coming in and they just love performing in spaces that we that we create um in partnership with i love Sound. that concept and it's fun it's super fun because then People can just enjoy art. And like there are people that really are super generous. And then of course we have a we have our net just in case that we don't recoup, but usually mm-hmm. we do way better than we think because people are just they just go for art. You know, they love they're doing art for art. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Art art. Yeah. And so that kind of thing builds community, builds a sense of connection. Sometimes we held it in houses, as I said. So people are opening up their homes and it's very much a great place for networking and for connecting and for, and for just enjoying something that's really fun and, and mm-hmm. kind of unique and different than what you will get normally at the club or, or somewhere else. And we don't sell alcohol either, which means that it's not just people getting drunk to go to the place for like the drinks, you know what I mean? They're going to enjoy yeah. it. And I think that's cool. So that in that case, we really do com- connect to the local indie community and like the different artists and different bands. And I mean, listen, when sorry, if when Chime at Toast is listening to this, you should come and perform for us at listening sessions. Please, please. <laughs> anyway, 
Oh, yes, please do that. <laughs> that would be so cool. But anyway, that's my dream band to perform with us, but we have not got connected with them. So if any of you beautiful listeners know them, plug us. Anyway, so... <laughs> um, but basically a lot of different indie bands lots of different types of instruments different ways of um enjoying and and expressing art and beauty and and thoughtfulness and really gets the audience into a very comfortable mood so like people can come either after dinner or before a late dinner before hitting another club or doing stuff and it's just like the right time of the night when it's just like that nice time of the night when you're you're feeling good and you might just be starting the night. It's a really yeah. nice way to start the night and chill out. So um, that's kind of way that we do it. And we kind of like also get recommendations for different artists by grace, by grassroots ways. So like somebody might recommend us mm-hmm. or, or hear about it and want to be in it or somebody to sell somebody and you know, this kind of thing. So it's, um, and we also don't restrict social media and video posting at our events. We've considered that part of the whole thing, um, which is fun. And then, of course, okay. we take our official footage and do photo shoots and all these different things in addition. So it's, yeah, it's just, it's like a really kind of interactive, fun, creative, collaborative space. And I'm thinking about doing listening sessions in Philadelphia, actually, or in uh, New York or in somewhere else coming up. That but would be fantastic. Please we're, do we're, it. Yeah, we're kind of like we're we're getting it back up in India first, and then we'll probably get it back up in some other countries, and then we might move it back into move it into US at that point. But yeah, unless somebody really wants to like curate there, that's the thing. So yeah. Anyway, we have we we'll have a lot of fun with it. So that's just an example of the community. And I think I think it's just a matter of people connecting to people and in, and meeting people and getting good vibes from people and, and saying, oh, wow, you do great work. Like, let's connect or let's have tea or whatever. Kind of. Vibe. Yeah. Does that make sense? I, don't know. I love how it also increases accessibility to like the pay what you want yeah. type of situation. Because we get the 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 high end people, and then we also get like community people that live nearby or close or whatever. Yeah, I mean we're it's putting keeping... it in a really nice neighborhood, so it's like people nearby also have money. But but people who want to come, yeah. that like art could yeah, but still come. That's the cool part. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah. So I'm, I think like, that's like one example, or maybe when you go to a gallery or you go to a conference or you go to a event or whatever, the the event is not just about the event anymore. It's about how can I connect to more people? So like, if you go to the opera or the concert and you're sitting in a certain section, you can connect to those people because they're probably in a similar mindset as you about this particular art form, who knows how you're going to connect to somebody else. So like in the intermission, you can meet people or you can not meet people if you don't want to, but like there are opportunities to meet people, the cocktail, whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's not a solitary activity. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And then um, I love how, before you've talked with me about some of your volunteer work too. Mm-hmm. I think that's also a valuable um, tool in the community building. Yeah, you have to do something to give back. And I know I don't yeah. post a lot about that work, that side of it, because it's more like something that I do in a relaxed way, if you will. I'm not trying to show, yeah, you know, show off. But I think everyone should have something they give back to. Um, yeah. Makes sense. To me, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Makes you feel good, you know? You just feel like you did something cool. You're passing on, like, the baton to, to um, other generations and other groups of people, too. 
Yeah. It's a real gift. That's how the art keeps on spinning. That's how it keeps moving on. Yes. And how people keep getting inspired, I think. Yeah. I always think it's such a magical moment when you see that happening in in real time when you see someone perhaps either getting inspired by a work of art or getting inspired by the direct mentorship of someone and it's it's magic seeing that transformation taking place and that bolt lightning bolt of inspiration hitting them like mm-hmm. it, it brings about a physical change like you can see it in their faces yeah 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 i love that moment oh yeah i haven't seen it in a while but it's it's a moment of pure magic that's my opinion yeah it's like the light the light just comes on in their brain Mm -hmm. and then they get possessed by the spirit of alexander hamilton (laughs) that's a quote that's a quote (laughs) <laughs> i'll say you are possessed with the spirit of alexander Hamilton. but who is that relatively who <laughs> that's gonna be a new level of inspiration for me i'm like how on a scale of one to ten how alexander hamilton am i right now <laughs> that's so funny this podcast changed your life ladies and gentlemen <laughs> That's right, folks. We're coming in from all across the world, different time zones. And, you know, our our conversations take deep, deep detours, but it's life changing. It's a life changing experience. No, I, I what did I say? Yes. My, I said on Instagram recently that this podcast is like tea for my for my heart. Oh, <laughs> I don't true. drink tea, but I understand the sentiment. Well, you drink coffee, so it can be coffee for your heart. (laughs) Yeah, this is true. It's coffee for my heart. I Mm -hmm. spent like four hours in the Sforzesco Museum, and that's just one museum. And I was like rushing through because like there was no end to it. I'm like, when does this end? It doesn't (laughs) for a long time. (laughs) It's awesome. Yeah. Like people like Botticelli and all those people are just wow. It's like there's mm-hmm. a certain it's like a it's a hub, it's an inspiration center of beauty and excellence. And I think it's a good thing we went around to Italy here at the end of our podcast because ladies and gentlemen, if you've not been to Italy, you should go. <gasps> Punto. Yes. You should. <laughs> Such a yeah. such an inspirational place. Another place that is really inspirational in terms of art is Spain. Spain never shut down during the pandemic, their art scene. Teatro Real never shut down. Oh. Belgium also. Oh Belgium and Spain are huge art people. Like they did never shut down their art scene. They were the only, I think the only people that didn't shut down their Biggest venues. That's metal. (laughs) That's so metal. And we start playing Nightwish in the background. Uh, Yes. Oh, you know what? If music is coming up when we we need to do the country uh, where Nightwish is, we're totally doing Nightwish. We're totally doing it. Ah, now I'm going to have to go listen to metal. I am not too much of a metal person, but like that song those, though is that like, trifecta that I just named. That's the top. That yeah, listen, Nightwish is at the top for me. I'm sorry to anyone who's not <laughs> that. That is like the best metal for me. It's such a like really beast next to Iron Maiden. I would say they are like good, and then of course there's people like Ramstein, which will like break your head off and their shows are insanity like i would never go yeah. to one of their shows <laughs> ever like 
all kinds of stuff <laughs> happening. <laughs> but some oh of my tracks are so thoughtful, though. There's a few of their tracks. Yeah. Like, they're genius level with guitar. Like, there are bands that, like, I would never go to their show. But, like, there's, like, some of the, the music, some of the songs are really powerful. You know what I mean? Like, they're powerful yeah, yeah. lyrically. Like, yeah. they just take you to a very thoughtful place. Like, uh, but then there's, like, yeah, there's there's other, like, that's what metal and, and all that does is, like, it takes me to a very thoughtful place. Some of it's just, like, okay, no. But. <laughs> I Yeah, I like the but, idea of metal, but my anxiety cannot handle it. Um, uh, my friend who introduced me to Nightwish and um, Within Temptation, she was into metal. And one time we were road tripping and she's like, you know, let me just put on the, the metal music station. I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't not that big of a fan. She's like, just give it a try. I'm like, OK, I kid you not. <laughs> I was spinning towards a panic attack very quickly. I'm like, OK, my my anxiety is not doing well right now my heart rate is literally <laughs> going up so fast you gotta right work now. Out. Like, i, I, like I appreciate the sentiments is there anything else you wanted to add this episode we're done with the with the content i think that's everything all right well thank you all for joining us and we will see you next week as we go to another country which is going to be awesome so stay tuned i think that's everything on on my part we we took many a detour and journey to many corners of the earth yeah it was good though it's been great we'd like to thank you for joining us for today's episode this episode was produced by alma pictures and baker street join us next week for the next episode of our podcast Thank you. Merci. Gracias. Gracias. Danke. And have a great week.